Welcome to Success Hackers, cracking the entrepreneurial code, the podcast that's focused on empowering entrepreneurs to find the edge and take their business to a whole nother level. We're peeking behind the curtain to learn entrepreneurial shortcuts and success strategies from the most successful entrepreneurs on the planet. Get ready for mind-blowing entrepreneurial tips with your host, high-performance business coach, keynote speaker, and author, Scott Hansen. Showtime in three, two, one. My fellow entrepreneurs, Scott Hansen here. Are you fired up today? Are you excited to be alive? Are you ready to 10X your business? I hope you are ready to crush it today and start living the life you were meant to live and become the extraordinary person that you were meant to be. Today, our featured guest is Miss Melissa Kravacek. Melissa, are you ready to rock? I am always ready to rock. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Success Hackers is brought to you by Meet Advisors, empowering business through advice. A young entrepreneur, highly regarded business expert, and superstar coach are just a few ways people have described Melissa Kravacek. Over the years, Melissa has evolved from managing retail locations to becoming a highly sought-after small business expert, author, coach, and speaker focused on inspiring anyone who will take a few minutes to listen. Melissa's vision and strong knowledge of the marketplace has created a mixture of social networking, an online business presence, accountability, and a supportive peer group for small business owners. Realizing this need in the marketplace, Melissa took the limits off how many people she could impact and how much income she could actually generate, helping others create six- and seven-figure businesses as a result. Melissa has written three books, Be Ballsy, How Not to Suck at Love, Success, and Happiness, and Be a Baller, The Blueprint to Having It All. And finally, she just recently released Bold, Helping You Unleash the Hero Within, which is done in collaboration with Les Brown and 12 other incredibly successful entrepreneurs from across the globe who share their extensive expertise and passions while helping you realize you too have greatness within. In in recognition of her contribution to enhance businesses across the globe, Melissa has also been celebrated with features in Gulf Elite Magazine as well as Evolution Magazine where she was honored as their top player, where she was honored as their top power player under 40. Melissa was also awarded by the National Council of American Executives as one of the top executives in the United States in 2014. She's also been recognized by Who's Who among successful women, the National Association of Professional Women, and the Worldwide Honor Division of the American Registry. You can also find Melissa on ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, and the CW. Melissa Kravacek. Welcome to Success Hackers. It is great to have you. Scott, thanks for having me. Man, I'll tell you what, that is one heck of a resume. Uh, I don't do resumes, but I uh, <laughs> do what I love. <laughs> Man, what an incredible background so far. So, Melissa, I gave Hacker Nation just a little bit of background of who you are. Yep. But, with, but Wait, hold on, let me start again. Melissa, I gave Hacker Nation just a little background of who you are, but would love for you to share more about you and the biz. 
Yeah, well, the question that people ask, like, who am I? I am Melissa. I think we want to tie our accolades and titles and um, passions into who we are, but that's not really the truth. We are ourselves and we are ourselves for a reason. So um, my background was in retail. I, I grew up doing retail. I was Walmart's youngest store manager ever at 19 years old. Um, so I've had the six figures and I've had nothing. All of the accolades that you have said, Scott, are amazing. Don't get me wrong, but I have also been at the bottom. So let's let Hacker Nation know that, you know, I've been $50,000 in debt. I've maxed out five credit cards. I have, you know, had my car and my house repossessed. I've been homeless. I have done virtually everything people in their 40s and 50s experience. At the same time, I've learned some pretty incredible lessons, one of them being having to spend six days in jail for speeding. So <laughs> during that time, it was like the worst time and the best time of my life. Mm. The worst time, obviously, because nobody um, that's 22 is going to agree uh, without some hesitation to live six days without a cell phone, without email and social media and laptops and all the other social stuff that I need, especially leaving retail, like I was avid about being social. So I go from social to just one person because there was nobody else in jail. I mean, I grew up in a town of 300 people. So after this, you know, I started a business. I at first just watched YouTube videos and really I regurgitated what I learned on YouTube. I don't suggest that, but that's exactly what I did. However, my first client, I took him from you know, the living room floor of his parents' house, five kids, no passion for life. He actually wanted to divorce his wife on their anniversary. And I remember this very vividly because he came out of a really, really terrible um, business relationship. Now, I had experience in management and leadership, and I also had a uh, degree in psychology. So mixing the two together, I was able to turn him into a millionaire in three years. And he is in love with his wife. His kids are more successful than they've ever been. Um, he spends tons of time together with the family and he runs a successful fitness business doing what he loves. I think that's such a valuable golden nugget right off the bat here on the show, which is so many people shy away from their upbringing or the way they grew up or the failures that they've had. And we'll approach the fail forward stage later on in the show. But I think what you just shared is so important, which means... So many people shy away from their story and how they were brought up and the failures that they've had, but you actually embraced it and now use that story to help other people. I do every single day. Passion is such a key ingredient to being successful. I always say that once you find that one thing that calls to you, it really doesn't even feel like work. I mean, you're going to work your butt off as an entrepreneur, but it really doesn't feel like it as much. You're spending hours and hours and hours on something that you truly enjoy. Finding your passion, in my opinion, is the number one factor for success. Some people know what their passion is at the age of 15. Others find it maybe when they're 30. Some never find it at all. Did you always have a passion for coaching, impacting, and inspiring others? Um, not for coaching, but for impacting and inspiring others without a shadow of a doubt. I remember in college, one time I gave this motivational speech called uh, My Perspective on the F Word. And as soon as I said the title of the speech, my teacher stood up and she was like, what? And ever since then, and the F Word was failure. 
I had it in my mind, like, I want to inspire people because everyone in the crowd was cheering at the end of the speech. And they're like, well, how are we going to beat that? And the question isn't how are you going to beat me or how are you going to beat somebody else? It's how are you going to beat yourself? Hmm. So if you can wake up inspired and passionate and ready to just create the life that you desire, then there's nothing that's going to drive you more than that passion. Like I can tell you no matter what the distance is, no matter how long it takes, no matter how bad I feel or how much I don't want to get out of bed or I don't want to pick up the phone or I don't want to do the work that needs to be done, I will do it. Why? Because I'm driven to accomplish something that is my passion and there's nothing that's going to get in the way of that. Someone's out there in Hacker Nation listening and saying, my God, I'm in a job. I don't really have a lot of passion for it, but I want to be passionate. I know from my own personal story is I searched and I hunted for years to find the P word. I mean, I was the guy that back in the day would go into Barnes and Noble and Borders books and go right to the self-help and go right to the business magazines. And I would learn all the different key ingredients on why someone was successful. And it always came down to one word, which is once you find your passion, then everything will start to flow. Someone out there is listening and saying, I want to find my passion, Melissa. What's one step someone can do today to be on their path of finding what their passion is? Well, well, Scott, how did you find your passion? A lot of hunting, a lot of searching, a lot of reading, a lot of YouTube videos, a lot of listening to audios. And ultimately, I knew down in my gut that I would also be impacting and speaking and inspiring and coaching people one day. I just didn't know when that day was, but I knew, I knew that if I just stayed focused and if I kept asking questions, if I kept getting mentors, if I kept taking people out to lunch, if I just kept putting one foot in front of the other, I just knew that one day that the universe would sort of put the right people and the right opportunity in front of me, which that's exactly what happened. And that's how this all led to where I'm at today. So that's funny you say that because I did something similar. I gravitated towards the YouTube videos and watched thousands of hours of them and still continue to watch thousands of hours of them. In fact, I make a habit of it every single night. I don't have cable, but I have YouTube. <laughs> um, <laughs> books you know my cleaner just walked in and he's like holy crap you have so many books it's like <laughs> I freaking love books um it's something I make a habit of reading 10 per month now a lot of people are going to say that's insane you know the successful people they read 60 per year on average well that's if you want to be an average successful person I don't want to be an average successful person I want to be incredibly successful mm -hmm. um the big thing is how do you figure out your passion? And here's what I would have to say about that. It's actually very simple. Here's an exercise I like to take people through. Look around your room right now. If you can tell me what's in front of you, what you've invested in, like, so let's say there's motivational quotes on your wall, there's books on your bookshelves, there's a laptop in front of you, there's, you know, uh, a mirror or a radio or whatever. Those things are your actual values. Now you're going to tell me, oh, but I value something else. And a lot of people say this. That's not true because people don't spend money on something that they don't value. So the reason you spent money on getting motivational quotes and buying a laptop and getting the lamp in the mirror and all this other stuff was because you valued that and you continue to invest in those things because they are high values and your values and your passion always align. So if you're into video games, 
um, or you have a lot of video games, chances are that your passion probably has something to do with either learning or video games or something technological. Um, if you are into motivation, chances are you're probably a writer or a business owner of some sort. So you can take literally what's in front of you and what you've invested in in your own home and figure out what your passion is. I love that success strategy. Hacker Nation, I hope you were just taking notes. She just dropped a huge golden nugget. Look around your room. Look around your house. I always take that one step further is what do you like to talk about? If you go into a bookstore, if they are around anymore, <laughs> what do you gravitate towards? Do you gravitate towards fashion? Do you gravitate towards technology? Do you gravitate towards business? Do you gravitate towards travel? All those things that Melissa just shared is such a key ingredient to finding what your passion is because, again, once you find out what it is, I'm telling you, people, opportunity, things, events will start lining themselves up in front of you. Would you agree? Without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, the other thing is, like, you can actually use this in sales and business conversations. So if I'm talking about, you know, Scott, the love of my life and – or my child, then I value relationships very, very highly. Or if I talk about the gym a lot, then I value my fitness and my body very, very highly. There's only five categories in life, and I think everything falls, in, falls into these five categories, and that is health, finances, your career, your relationships, be it personal or professional, and your self-confidence and self-esteem. You can literally categorize categorize everything into these five categories. And when you do that, you're going to realize what you love to talk about, what you love to do and what you love to invest in. And when you have those three things, you're also going to be pushed towards your passion and your purpose in life. In one of the magazines you were featured in, you said two things that successful high achievers have in common. They build great relationships and they let go. They don't mm -hmm. try to control everything. Can you expound a little bit on both? Yeah. So the first thing is that they let go. They let go of all the things that don't serve them anymore. Um, they let go of the relationships that don't serve them. They let go of the books, of the stuff, um, the emails, the social media. They let go of everything and anything that is not going to help them become a better person and serve a higher purpose. And as far as the great relationships goes, if you don't have great relationships, both online and offline, especially offline, you're not going to be able to propel yourself to the next level of success. And so I've been able to achieve the level of success I've achieved because of the relationships that I've built. You know, I flew out to LA and I did a $10,000 course on how to, you know, be on TV, how to pitch producers to get on TV. Um, with radio and podcasts, I didn't do that, but with TV, I did. I met Barbara Pender, and Barbara is like Les's daughter, but she's not his daughter. And so when I came back, you know, in September, one of my friends was like, Melissa, you need to write a third book. And I'm like, Tracy, I'm not writing a third book. I don't care. So for like four months, he was pitching me on this idea that I needed to write a third book. And I'm like, three books in one year. I only know one other person that has done that, and that person's Grant Cardone. I mean, are you insane? So I call up Barbara. I'm like, Barbara, do you want to be involved in the book? And I know, you know, you mentioned something about Les. Do you think maybe he would like to be involved? And she's like, let's call him. Hmm. Now, I have to tell you. So 
I originally wanted Grant Cardone, but Grant was on tour with Steve Harvey. And then I wanted Jarek Robbins, who was Tony Robbins' son, but Jarek missed the meeting. Barbara's like, oh, let's call him right now. And I'm like, whoa, no, 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 no. <laughs> right, because now I have this fear in me, like, oh my God, am I worthy of talking to this person? Am I worthy of being qualified for this opportunity? And I remember Les speaking in his, in his YouTube videos, and I'm sure, Scott, you've heard this a thousand times if you've listened to them, that he came from poverty. And it was that teacher that told him, you are not educably mentally retarded. You need to stand up and actually do something. And he did. And he's become, you know, a legend in the personal development field ever since. In fact, now he's in the personal development hall of fame. Mm -hmm. So when Barbara said that, I was like, there's never going to be another chance for me to get this opportunity again. But I was very hesitant. And she goes, well, why don't we call his son Kelvin? I'm like, no. <laughs> right? <laughs> so then July rolls around and she calls me and I pick up the phone. I'm like, hey, Barbara, what's up? And just like, you know, she's the only person calling. And she goes, hey, I have Les on the other end of the phone. He's agreed to write for your book. He'd like to know what you want him to write about. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> dude, it's like Friday night, 9.30 p.m. And I'm talking to you like you're my best friend, which you are. Um, thanks for the heads up. <laughs> so <laughs> that is actually how Les became a part of Bold. And as a result of that, him and I and Barbara and two other authors, Tracy and Jim, are going on an international tour. So these opportunities would not be available if I wasn't available to put myself in a vulnerable position and ask for what I wanted. What a great story. But I'm going to take you down the rabbit hole just for a second. If someone's listening to say, my God, you've been in business for such a relatively short period of time. You've written three books in one year. My God, you're going on tour with the legendary Les Brown and all these things that you've been able to do. Could you share maybe a success strategy or hack on how you were able to get around the likes of Les Brown or Barbara or other people like this, because I know that there's a lot of people that write books. There's oh, yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of people that speak or coach and train for the rest of their career. They'll never be in the likes of the individuals you just mentioned. How were you able to do that? I put myself in probably one of the most vulnerable states ever by asking for help and expecting absolutely nothing in return. So I think the big thing is um, and I get it now all the time, is that when people come to you via through social media or through email or through any form of communication, even written letters, they are often asking for something in return versus offering something of value. So every conversation I have, I will always end the conversation with this statement. Is there any way that I can add value to you or your business and then the individual's name? Because A, people respond to their names. And B, people were never expecting that question. So if you can add value to people without expecting a signature or dinner or a JV, a joint venture in return for their time, then they're willing to give you even more time and bigger opportunities as a result. You know, with Les, he didn't have to do the press releases. He didn't have to show up on the tour. He didn't have to do anything. I simply asked him if he wanted to be involved. I took care of getting the book edited, I took care of getting really highly powerful and successful entrepreneurs to collaborate with him. I took care of 
the entire tour. All he has to do is show up. I took care of his accommodations, his flight. I took care of literally everything. I made it super simple for him. I added extreme value to him and I expected absolutely nothing in return except for him to show up. I mean, it doesn't get much simpler than that. If somebody offered me the same thing, I'd take it in a heartbeat. Why? Because the power that we have together is so much greater than the power that we have individually. Very good. So we have a segment on the show called the light bulb moment. Can you share a moment when you were onto something big? It wasn't just a dream anymore. You weren't watching YouTube videos anymore only, but your business actually became a reality and an actual successful business. Can you take us back to that time? I fired my coach um, because I knew in my heart what was going to work and what it was actually going to take to succeed. Now, this guy ran a successful real estate firm in Chicago, which is where you're from. And as much as he was into real estate and had a passion for real estate, he didn't have a passion for my business. And it was clearly visible by the results that I was getting. So even though I was highly invested, in fact, he had a percentage of my business at the time, which I own 100% of it now. Um, I literally fired him because he told me, don't do this. And I knew it was that thing that was going to take me to the next level. And it did. It multiplied my business exponentially. Like, I can't even tell you the return I got from doing that one thing. But when people tell me don't do it and internally I know that that's what's going to work, I go do it. So I tell people like the biggest advice I can give you is don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. Exactly. Like, you know, if you know that there's a risk and there's a reward and you know the reward's going to outweigh the risk um, and I, I've never done that thing myself. And I tell you, Scott, don't do it. You should go do it because I personally have never done it. I've never accomplished what you want to accomplish. I've never gotten the results you want, want to get. Um, and yet I'm somehow giving you advice. And this is what happens to entrepreneurs every single day. People in their family or in their inner circle or in uh, their peer group are giving them advice when these are the exact same people who have never invested in themselves, who have never taken the risk themselves, who have never actually gone out and done it themselves. And how can these people speak to this individual, whether it be an entrepreneur or a small business owner or somebody who's incredibly successful, and give them advice when they've never been there, done that themselves? And it goes back to associations, like you were talking yep. about earlier, you know. Start to hang out with people that are doing some things that you want to be doing. And it sounds maybe tougher than it actually is. But at the end of the day, just go out and do it. Like you said, just go out and find the people that you want to emulate. And whether that's invest in their course, invest in training, invest in a coach, whatever it is that you think's appropriate for your business, do something different. And the old saying is this. If you want to have more, if you want to have more things, better relationships, a bigger business, you have to become a different person than you are right now. And surrounding yourself with people who are just thinking and popping at a different level sometimes make all the difference in the world. We have a segment on this show called Fail Forward Stage, Melissa. As entrepreneurs and people who are playing at a high level, failure is simply part of the success equation. The more you fail, the quicker you are to your success. Take us back to a specific time or an event in your entrepreneurial endeavor when you failed, but you failed forward and you took that failure 
and used it as fuel to your success fire? Well, I guess I don't see failure as failure. I mean, I don't really know like what failure is. It's an opportunity to become more successful, really. It's a stepping stone in the right direction. It's one step forward and two steps back. So for me, you know, I, I've failed, quote unquote, many times. And many people would have given up. Um, they would have given up when their significant other went to work abroad. They would have given up when their car and their house was repossessed when they were 50 grand in debt and, you know, um, five maxed out credit cards and sleeping, you know, outside. And they would have given up so many times. But the reality is you want to sacrifice. And when you're willing to commit to and sacrifice at the same time, there's nothing more powerful than that. You know, I was trying to explain to somebody earlier today. My commitment to staying committed, whether there's a payoff or not, when I make that decision, no matter how hard it is, I'm absolutely willing to do whatever it takes to get the result I want. And that's where people fall short. It's like going to the gym for a New Year's resolution. People go for like two, three weeks and they're like, oh, do you think I can get, you know, 50 pounds later? Oh, do you think I can you know, get the body of my dreams. Like, no, you can't. Every single day, you have to drink water. You have to read books. You have to listen to YouTube videos or audio books of some sort. You have to do all these small things every single day consistently. And that's when you're going to see the most results. I love the definition of commitment, which is doing this thing that you said you were going to do long after the mood you set it in is long gone. And a lot of people want certain things more money, better relationships, more time, et cetera, et cetera. But like you said, they're not willing to develop the commitment and the new habits in order to get those results. And I think you used it perfectly, which was the New Year's resolutions with the gym and losing weight. And it's the same thing in business. It does take time. It does take sacrifice. It does take commitment. Every time you get to like a certain level, you have to increase it. So let's say you get to a certain um, body type, right? And so over the last year, I've personally lost half of my body weight. So a couple of weeks ago, I decided to go hire an MMA fighter from Chicago. He drives up to Iowa every single Sunday and he trains me. He's an elite MMA fighter. Now, the first, uh, first Sunday, I said, hey, Fred, why don't you come with me? No, Fred is not coming with me. <laughs> he... <laughs> He's not coming at all. And Fred is the guy I go out with. So um, he's sleeping. I go to the gym and I'm literally like this workout should take an hour, but it's taking two. So in the very beginning, you're going to be sore. You're going to be uncomfortable. You're going to, you know, probably cry like a little baby. And I'm telling you, even I was on the floor like crying and the trainer was like, go puke and get back out on the floor. <laughs> and it's difficult. It's like, you don't want to make the sales calls. You don't, you know, know how to hold the the golf club when you first go golfing. You don't know what you don't know. And for that, you have to have somebody that is a professional that can actually train you. Because look, at the end of the day, if you could be accountable to yourself, you already would be, wouldn't you? You've already have the results that you want, but you don't. I love that. You know, there's a reason why Tiger Woods CEOs and some of the top people in all the industries have coaches or mentors. And like you just said, the importance of having the right mentorship, the right coach in your corner, just like you with the MMA trainer, if you want to look a certain way, 
you're going to hire the best. You're going to hire someone that's going to kick your butt, that's going to point you in the right direction, thus the power of coaching, which takes me to another question that I have, and I know all of our listeners are going to want to know is, how did you get to be in outlets like CNN, ABC, NBC, and even working with the great Les Brown? I know you mentioned earlier that you go after whatever you see and you don't let anything stop you, but is there some sort of a success hack or strategy that someone listening can use in order to get their name out and above everybody else doing what they're doing? Yes, there is. So specifically, CNN has a um, website called iReport.CNN.com. iReport.CNN.com. That website is a website for anybody who wants to contribute to CNN to contribute. So what I did was I wrote up my own stories. I took what was hot in the news and I implemented a twist to fit my business. And then I created my own story to publish on that website. After publishing so many of, you know, the I reports, as they call them, I actually got picked up by CNN and, and a reporter asked me to do a story on the Hobby Lobby decision. Now, my business has nothing to do with Hobby Lobby. However, if I have the opportunity to be on television, I am going to take it. So regardless if I was an expert at making decisions on abortion and medication and employee benefits, that's not my business. My business is getting noticed. And let me tell you something, I got noticed. Um, so you want to make sure that whatever you create, that's part of the news. And I call this news jacking. So basically what it is, is you take a hot topic and you twist it into something that's relevant to your business. And then you create an entire story or a news article on it. Forbes has the same thing as CNN. Um, you can also pitch producers through a website called radioguestlist.com. And that particular website has podcasts and producers and editors and journalists that are looking for stories every single day. So every day I spend pretty much an hour of my time going through, okay, who is looking for what story and how can I add value to these people's lives? And then I do so. And I'm not afraid to pitch to these producers, editors, journalists, I'm not afraid to go down to the TV station and ask to be on, although I know how to pitch a producer. I'm not afraid to call newspapers. I will tell you that when I first became an international bestselling author, I called every single newspaper in the state of Iowa, and I had 12 of them run the same story the day after I became an international bestseller. And my pitch was this, hey, you're always running negative stuff. I have a story you might be interested in. And then I went on to say about how this local author became an international bestseller. They didn't know it was me. They didn't even care. That is just absolutely fascinating. I love the approach. I love how aggressive you are in business and how confident you are. Did you always have this confidence? No, absolutely not. I had probably some of the lowest self-esteem and self-worth that a person could have at one point. And actually that was in 2009 and 2010. So I have come out really, really awesome ever since then. But let me tell you, it takes a lot to turn somebody that is 
you know, very, very low self-esteem into somebody that has, you know, my personality. I would say that when you find your passion, you're going to be louder than the normal person. You're going to be rising above the noise because your message and your story stands out. And that's how you're going to get attention. And that's how you're going to build credibility. And the more credibility you have, the easier it is to get publicity. And the more publicity you have, the more people pay attention. And the more people pay attention, the greater the results you're going to have. I mean, I've taken clients from zero to 100,000 two weeks after they've lost their job, from zero to 150,000 with one client. And that's all that client wanted for the entire year. They just wanted 150,000. Six figures was all they wanted. I've taken people and helped them build $20 million businesses a year. I have, you know, seen people multiply their business um, 10 times in eight months. So it doesn't matter what industry you're in. Like I can literally help somebody multiply their bottom line, but I've learned it through strategic relationships and the power of being able to pick up the phone and ask for what you want and find the decision maker's name who has the wherewithal to cut you the check to get in front of them and get them to make a decision about you. Get them to make a decision about you. I love it. Yeah. So Melissa, we are going to enter what's called the randomness round. It's like putting you on the success hackers version of the hot seat. Whatever is the first answer that comes to mind, just let it rip. Melissa, are you ready for the randomness round? Oh, I was ready like five seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Best advice you've ever received. Don't do it. What's a daily habit that you do sometime throughout the day that puts you in a great frame of mind? Oh, I listen to Hall of Fame by the script. I, I think I listen to that song like 20,000 times a day. You now own a time machine. I want you to travel back in time to when you were 18 years old again. What advice would your current self give your 18-year-old self? Don't speed or you'll end up in jail. <laughs> What's the one trait that you have that's contributed mostly to your success? My personality without a shadow of a doubt. What's a hidden talent that you have that most people may not know about you? I can sing. Now, I will let you know that we've now had two other people that have come on the show. And when I ask that question and they say that they can sing, it's now expected from Hacker Nation oh, that you have to belt out a song, at least just maybe a sentence or two. So can you belt out a tune? I actually have to pass, but I can actually sing. No, no, there is no passing. This is it. You're on Success Hackers. Standing in the Hall of Fame, and the world is going to know your name. Booyah! All that right, there was... you go. So that's totally a different voice than what you just heard the entire time. Melissa, this has been incredible. Thank you so much for all these success strategies, these success hacks, and your melody. Where can our listeners find out more about you and your business? Um, you can find out more about me on briellaarion.com. And Scott, I'm sure you've got that in the show notes. But if you don't, it's B-R-I-E-L-L-A-A-R-I-O-N.com. And you can find everything there from a video to everything you want to learn is actually on the, the website. But there's no singing. <laughs> <laughs> no free singing. <laughs> Maybe that'll be in the next video. No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs>
Hacker Nation, make sure to head over to successhackers.net for this episode's show notes and recap from today's incredible interview with Melissa, along with other really cool resources that we have on the site. And don't forget to leave a review and a five-star rating. You can do this by going to successhackers.net, clicking on the iTunes tab, and clicking subscribe to the show on the iTunes page. By doing this, you will allow us to grow the show and in turn, impact more people from all across the globe. You can also follow me and the show on Twitter at Scott Hansen 1210 at Scott Hansen 1210. This is Scott Hansen saying thanks again for listening to another episode of success hackers until the next show, go out and live with passion.